Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode number 23. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Scroobius Pip. Our guest this week is Mr. Dylan Moran, and I'll explain that stutter in the podcast and at the end. Before we get to that, um, sponsors, this week we are brought to you by Speech Development Records. That is my record label. Check us out. We're good. I recommend you come and have a look. Go to speechdevelopmentrecords.com. You can buy CDs, DVDs, all sorts of other good stuff. I'm excited about this podcast, and so I'm going to skim straight on quickly to our other sponsor, squarespace.com. I'm delighted to have Squarespace as one of our sponsors. It's a newer one we've had. Um, I mentioned speechdevelopmentrecords.com and also screwbiespip.co.uk. I built that with Squarespace. Um, Squarespace is a website for building uh, websites <laughs> essentially um, and it's really easy I don't know I basically had an old, old website that I, was really inaccessible and I wanted to build a new one and I didn't know anything about a, a websites or anything like that but I heard about Squarespace on another podcast so I went on and had a look and it was real simple dr- 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 drag and drop again if you go to, to scroobiuspep.co.uk you can see how nice it looks and how simple it is um, and yeah it's, it's it's simple, powerful, and beautiful, they say. It's got a 24-hour a live chat support, which is really helpful. It's only $8 a month, and you get a free domain name if you buy Squarespace. It's got cool, responsive design, which is one of the things I liked a lot. So my previous website, if you looked at it on a mobile phone, it didn't really fit because it wasn't built for that. But I I only built this website on my laptop, and then I looked at it on my phone, and it adjusts it all, so it all kind of... It fits and is awesome. Ooh. Um, every website comes with free online uh, a store, so you can can build your own store and and, and sell stuff. Um, it's just basically really good. Uh, whatever you do, I had a guy hit me up recently. He's just started one. Him and his his wife have a small a design business, and they started one and and literally built their website in half an hour. Um, but the beauty here is you can get 10% off for listening to the show if you go to Squarespace and decide to decide to sign up because you can go and do their free trial with no credit card or anything else. You go and build your website, essentially, and if you like it at the end, exactly what I did. I built it, I was sceptical, and then at the end I was like, yep, I'll pay for this. Um, so if you do decide to to pay for it, you go to squarespace.com, and then if you enter the code PIP, you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Um and you'll also show support for the Distraction Pieces podcast, which is pretty nice of you. So thank you to Squarespace for being our sponsor. Squarespace built it beautiful. Um, that's what it says on their bit of paper. Um, what I say is they're just awesome, so check them out. This week's podcast guest, um, we get straight into it at the start about the fact... I've, I've got a video online called Stutter, and it's about my stutter. And one of the words I've always struggled with is this comedian's name. So we discussed that straight away. I've I've already said it at the start. So I'm going to go straight into that. I'm going to come back at the end because the way the podcast went, I want to kind of explain the stuff from that video a bit more as well. So if that's all right with you, I'll be back at the end to talk about my stutter a bit, which you may not want to tune into. But for now, enjoy the podcast. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. Is 
and and we've begun. All right. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Now, uh, this is, is going to be one of the more unusual starts because at the start I always introduce my guest and probably unbeknownst to you, we've got a history that you're completely unaware of. Okay. Um, basically, I've got a stutter. I've grown up with a stutter. Um, and there's certain words that, that trigger it. And I did an online video sh- showing people yeah. how a stutter works and techniques for getting yeah. through it. And the one thing I've always stuttered on is your name. Just my name. Just your name, completely bizarre. Not bizarrely. any other words with my letters, but just my name. No, I, I even, like, so your name is... Dylan Moran. Yeah. And that happens every time. Yeah. My friend's got a son called Dylan, who I can say perfectly fine. Yeah. But I can't say your name. What if you ignore the back half of it, then? So what? Just... Again, just, I don't know why. It's okay. It's a weird right. a, a psychological thing. But I learned a technique yeah. um, of tapping out. Yeah. So, so if, I ta- if I tap out syllables, yeah. I can comfortably say Dylan Moran, Dylan Moran all day long. Right. Yet, on its own, it's okay. a weird glitch. So. Well, I don't, I don't, it's really interesting. I'm not I, after I, an apology. I, no, it's, it's no I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to th- figure out how those things work. I mean, I, it's, it's fascinating, isn't it? The brain is such a weird... and so on are really interesting, I think. They really are. I don't understand at all. I just did an interview with a guy for the... T- at the Times newspaper, yeah. and he had a heavy stammer, and it was about our stammers, so you can imagine yeah. how long yeah. that discussion yeah. took. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating how no I know one people, really understands I it. I know more than I know a couple of performers at least who have had um, uh, issues, yeah, stuttering or stammering issues, and then they when they go on stage, they nothing, it seems, absolutely nothing. Yeah, it seems constantly on stage, yeah, I do, I do, and just, I, it just goes completely. I think part of it is being too distracted by everything else if you know what I mean mm-hmm. so because you're thinking about I've got a crowd in front of me I've got everything to, to, to deal yeah. with the stuttering is the last thing on your mind Yeah. Um, I often I'll, I'll add a, a letter so I'll kind of slur a little bit and go uh, uh, Dylan, see, I'm, str- I'm struggling with Dylan yeah, right yeah, now yeah. still but um, yeah and what it's a weird one what you mean put an S in front of it so, or something oh, no I'll kind of lead into it with a bit of a uh, a bit of a uh, or a uh, yeah. uh, Dylan Moran um, kind of because well, it's, it's always the first bit that worked yeah in, 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 in stutters in general it's the first word or yeah. the first start of it that's yeah. the bit that's hard to and what is there any, over. any psychological difference between a, uh, the motivations or the origins in a stutter and a stammer compared to a stammer I don't know I, I, I thought that I always thought I had a stutter and a stammer is kind of a worse version but not, from it's, talking it's, in this interview I didn't really Stammer is stammer not a repetition of the rep, repeating the first or the, there's a glitch syllable that people keep. Um, it can be apparently it can it can vary. I'm I'm learning a, a lot of this from today. There's there's um, covert stammers and yeah. overt stammers. Yeah, I assume yeah. and the covert ones are ones that are more um, you can mask it and hide it in an easy yeah. way. Whereas the overt ones, it's almost like um like almost more of a tick. Like it's it's quite a physical thing yeah. and quite you know. Harder to, but it's it's a lot of is, performers is, is, tend to. Is it bound up in um, any kind of apprehension about um, what, how, you, how what you're saying is going to be received? Or it's a weird one. Apparently, it's generally normally down to a, a traumatic experience. So I had hypnosis at like thirteen or fourteen, and found yeah. out that the reason I have a stutter is because I almost drowned as a child. Okay, so it's tied into that. But still, I think it's such a grey area and such a confusing. An unknown thing. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, we don't want to just just talk about st- stammers the whole time no. and stutters. So, how are you? Are you enjoying a a, a, a rare trip to London? It's are not they that. Rare? It's not that. It's not rare. 
I don't know. It's not. I don't do it all the time, certainly. And yeah. I know it's. I'm pleasantly this, rare. Th- yeah. This this in this line of work, performing and writing and so on. Everybody assumes you live in London. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And um, when <laughs> my new pet, pet bugbear is. Um, uh, <laughs> this happens happened a couple of times. People say, uh, "So with the with, you know we have this meeting or we're going to talk about this thing." But um, I understand you're. Uh, I, I live in Edinburgh. People say, I understand you're based in Edinburgh. And uh, absolute I, shock. I'm not. Yeah, the total. The idea that somebody could live outside yeah. London. But the thing is, I'm not based anywhere. I live there. I wake yeah. up there. I go to sleep there. Yeah. I eat cornflakes there. I live there. Yeah. So because the implication with based is that you're based there, but actually you come to London when you really want to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> so is a little treat to get yeah, to come in and experience yeah. the real world. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's 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 fascinating. How how was what made you move to Edinburgh? What attracted you to Edinburgh rather than the the glowing cool of London? Um, uh, my. Uh, my life is there. My wife is there. My family are there. That's Perfect. That's that's a great reason. How was it growing up in Ireland and to get into stand up? And what made you? Where was your kind of starting point of was stand up um, the 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 act, the goal or was it a route to get to, to get into act and write or was it all kind of comedy as one? No, the goal was just to do something. You know, yeah. at the age of nineteen or twenty. Um, as opposed to nothing, there was a tremendous amount of nothing on offer. Yeah, and um, you know, if you'd had enough, so of that, appealing, it's free. Yeah, it's, it's it's if you've had enough of nothing, you want to do some something. Yeah, so you know that was approachable. You didn't need to put on any special boots, uh, or uh, you know, get any qualifications. You could just walk up and do it. Yeah, that's the great thing about it. You live or die, as you know, performing up there. You know, yeah, people say come back or they say go away. So and it's all it's clear. It's, it's all off your own back. It's, it's yeah. If you if you succeed, you get the else. glory. Yeah. If you fail, yeah. you can't say well it was that guy's yeah. fault or the, the so manager or whatever. It's nice and clear, you know. Yeah. Um, especially with comedy, because you do your stuff and the people who are there let you know if they're enjoying it or not. Yeah. So that was it. And 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 what did you do to? Did you feel regrettably you, you had to come to London to to progress with stand up with yeah with you comedy had to you general? had to come and do the monkey bars of the yeah. London circuit yeah when uh, I was twenty one or whatever age I was you had and to come, come and the, the, back then there were I think there's still a lot of clubs but there were yeah. certainly over a hundred clubs then you could work every night of the week once you'd got established yeah. It wasn't that hard to get established. You know, you go out, you get yourself around, you yeah. whiz around the town. Sorry, whiz, as in with a H, not, <laughs> not, not the other whiz. <laughs> you go around town at speed and um, go to all the clubs and do your stuff and get asked back. And then you do five minutes, ten minutes, and you, know, you get start getting paid and you can begin to make a living. I think it's a lot tougher now. Yeah. I think you've got to really fling yourself around and... Um, Work for free for longer. It's it's hard. It's hard to, uh, to do. Sh- sh- surely, with the rate of living in London being so expensive now, I think it, yeah, it's got to be harder not, to get on that, that initial run know, of the I ladder. I mean, I don't know about London because you know when I lived here, you know, it's the capital. It's expensive. It's yeah. busy. All that. But you know, the, sort of the way you hear about it now is, oh, you can't do anything in London. A donut is eighteen thousand pounds. <laughs> don't go outside. It's a good donut though. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good donut. <laughs> very expensive though. It's so big, big, big. Ben on it, the Union yeah. Jack. It's a beautiful donut. Um, 
you know, I w- went for a walk and had lunch with a friend, and now we're in debt for the rest of our lives. All that yeah. stuff. It can't be that bad, is it? No. Again, I've I've, I've never lived in London. I've always had that same th- thing of or, or or two reasons. One being I spend a lot of my my life on tour and on the road. Mm-hmm. So why would I pay crazy rates to live somewhere that I'm not going to live? Much? Mil- billion pounds for a. A flat share. A flat. Yeah. <laughs> a flat above a donut shop. Um, but but equally the same as, as you were saying, I've always felt, f- for me, I live in Essex um, and everyone's goal in Essex is to move into London. That's uh-huh. kind of the aim and to be inspired and be creative. I've always felt there's nothing more inspiring than having f- f- fuck all to do, like than, than boredom itself. As you were saying, if you get bored of not doing anything, then that in my mind, can be one of the the greatest motivators. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, God, you don't have to go in search of inspiration, I don't think, you know. I mean, you can sort of mess around trying to figure out what the best way to do something is, but um, yeah. if you're going looking for uh, mainframes of inspiration, Jesus, you're in trouble yeah. already, I'd say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, obviously, you live in Edinburgh. Um, what were your first, or how long did it take you to learn or see Edinburgh other than the Edinburgh that is the Edinburgh Fringe because it's a different Edinburgh it's such a different a beast and animal, yeah well it? you know it's on the map for all the performers who come up and yeah. um, uh, they see a town that's sort of uh, mid Hootenanny at yeah. all times of the day and yeah. night uh, and then you know it's, by contrast it's an incredibly quiet conservative seeming place yeah in the rest of the year, but then again, any, anywhere else, anywhere would after such a massive scale yeah. uh, jamboree. So uh, no, it's it's a great, great, it's a great city. Lots of character and um, depth and uh, surprises. It's wonderful. I was, I was always, it sounds weird, but I was always shocked to go there outside of the fringe yeah, and quiet. see how quiet is. See the. The colours of the walls. Mm-hmm. I just thought there was posters and billboards mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. adverts everywhere all year. And to actually see it naked as such was, well, I think it's was quite a treat. As a performer, when you're young and you go up there, it's quite a sort of um, a mind melt because everybody's just trying to make themselves yeah. in there, you know? Yeah. Um, so it is a dreamscape for a month. Um, How important and inspiring was at the Edinburgh Fringe for you as a performer obviously to go there early and have to yeah. do so many shows and really graft it was really important and you get you get good because you have to do yeah not just two or three or four five, but dozens of shows in a row you're yeah. on all the time you're running around between your shows you're on again and you just get inevitably you get better or yeah. die yeah it's 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 a wonderful a testing ground i think to do um obviously every comedian Comedy tours are known for being often just huge, month after month after month. But the Fringe is unique in that you get to do that, but in such a controlled environment, in the, the same venue with the same mm-hmm. lighting, with the same space. And I think that can be a great way to really hone your, your your performance of those particular pieces, of everything, to get it kind of tighter rather than, than where touring is developing it with different audiences and, yeah. and, the, and the back and forth. So do you think, do you feel that, yeah... That helps, and that that's yeah. You, or it's you, different from touring, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it's good because it just means you've got to got to, like you say, you've got to know what you're about. You've yeah. got to know what you're doing, you know. And yeah. um, and at the end of it, you should be able to be dropped from a plane anywhere and be able to yeah. do it in any ice cap or jungle in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
did you or was it hard when or how many years were you a struggling comedian in Edinburgh and then obviously I mean you won a couple of awards up there so there's obviously a change I'd imagine it's a lot easier when obviously when things are going well than when you're struggling yeah I didn't I I, I you know I, I did okay early on I yeah. did okay you know I, 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 I it takes a year or two to find your feet to figure out what the hell you're yeah. doing I don't think it was much more than that. It took me a couple of years in Britain. Yeah, that's great. And then I was able to do to get people to come to a small room and listen to me. Yeah, for an hour. That's always nice. And um, yeah, it was great. I, you know, I was very determined though. I wasn't doing much else at the time. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really sloping off to, you know, uh, perfect my game of croquet or anything. I was Perfect. pretty much living and breathing, performing and writing, yeah. and that was it for me. That was all I was doing. Uh, did you feel any change or kind of? I know I did one year at Edinburgh, but I, it was a spoken word show I toured for a while and it was a small room and I felt a level of guilt when it was going well because generally when I you never, go out afterwards I, and all the other comedians are talking about how hard a graft yeah. Edinburgh is and how your life's on the line, it was kind of, it seems lovely. It's kind of I there's, never, there's crowds I never really got night. around to enjoying the guilt about yeah. things going well, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. Good. I didn't really bother with that. I mean, I say I was living and breathing it all the time. I... I <laughs> maybe me retrospectively trying to justify it as work I was performing and I was writing jokes and then you know lying around enjoying life yes enjoying life being 20 whatever of course yeah, yeah. it's a crazy um, a situation because on one hand um, 20 say 25 shows in a row or, or however many you end up doing is crazy that's, that's a lot but on the other hand that's 25 hours of work in a week yeah and the other thing is a a mailman wouldn't come in and say it's crazy I've just done 25 days of delivering letters you know you go yeah right when I was being booked for it they were like you should have more days off slotted in and I was like it's 19 shows that's only 19 hours of work you realise when you're there that the days off like if I went again I'd want days off just because of the stuff you clash with and the yeah. stuff you'd like to see and enjoy and things like that but actually on paper I couldn't get my head around the idea of needing yeah, no look it's as much work as you off. want it to be you know you can write more stuff you can yeah. try more things you can worry about the show but if you're going to complain about you know the 20 days or 25 days of work in a row I think we're all probably better off if we if we do it quietly within ourselves yeah yeah exactly um, so how was it how's, how's it been to have tours kind of Growing and growing and, and growing and getting that um, that comfort in knowing that when you go to, to most towns, there will be a decent crowd there and they know who you are and they're there well, you know, it's for funny. your body of work. If, if I think about it too much, I just it makes me want to dig a hole and get in. Yeah, because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. I mean, I'm, I I do a lot of it, but I don't know what it is that yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> and um, I, I write loads of stuff and I think about loads of different bits and pieces and how to join them up and I kick it around and I go out and I try it out and I worry about it and then I think oh fuck it I can't think about this anymore <laughs> this shit I'm just going to go and talk and that's sometimes what works Yeah. and then I, I get into a funk about it every single time before it comes up and I think I have to stop thinking about it and then something happens and I just do stop thinking about yeah. it I just do and once I try and uh, and I'm, I, I can't believe I'm 20 years doing this yeah. stuff. But what happens is I stop thinking about it and then I start doing it. Yeah. And it's the same every time. And every single time, it's like I get fooled every single 
too. I think, oh, at this time, I'm going to be super clear about everything. I'm going to lay everything out. It's going to be diagrammatic. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be like the early part of some spy film where they lay out all the plans of the underground vaults and the bank. And then I always end up throwing all that shit away and going, I don't know. I'll just do it like this. <laughs> and that's what works. I've done it the same way forever, since I was about six, I think. That's perfect. Um, and that's what happens. I just end up going, anyway. Has, has that has that built a natural uh, confidence in in the ability no, to I've produce just sort of told a new you, No hour. confidence. No Every confidence single time, I have the same crisis and the same answer, and I never learn anything. I'm like somebody who keeps on discovering that you know, the, the th- after thunder it will rain and you will get wet. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, it's always that that feeling of the however many hours you've done successfully in the past have been a bit of luck and, yes. now, and now it's they all going to be count. exposed How, that's just that's happened now that's right I've got to come up with a new bit everybody was napping I just caught them unaware so it was, <laughs> that was fine it was never happened again yeah I've wrong. always I, I love the Stuart Lee kind of anger at um at the love that Bill Hicks has and gets because all he had to write was a couple of hours and then he got the, the pleasure of dying <laughs> and that being secured in history whereas you hard-working convenes have to come up with a new hour every year and yes, still I be can, sharp and still be funny. I can easily imagine Stuart saying that, yeah. <laughs> um, so how was the, 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 the balancing or what is the difference for you and the writing stand-up for writing... Um, TV and 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 stuff like that. Obviously, Black Books was was huge for you, and you know coincided perfectly with the stand-up climbing as well. Mm-hmm. How is there a different process, or is it the same kind of nerves of I don't know how to do this? <laughs> this is we'll figure no, it out on the day. Really, you kind of get more time with writing telly or um, other kinds of writing. You know, you can kind of there it is. It's looking back at you on the page or. Mm. You can um, you get more time to tug it around and bash it into different shapes. Um, whereas with stand up, it has to kind of you have to hear back. Yeah. There and then the timing is there. You know, you yeah. make your sound. The the audience has to make their sound. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all gone wrong. Yeah. Um. Whereas with the other stuff, you can mould it and mess around with it a bit longer. Um. But at the same time, you have to get the response. I was going to say, how do you kind of. Test it out or build the confidence in it because obviously well, with stand up you go out there and you try it and if it doesn't work you tweak it if it doesn't work you well, tweak for it. Well, some whereas, things like you have an audience you've got a, you know there's a television audience yeah, every sure. you can tell you get the noise back but other but the other stuff you just have to trust that people will hear it in their heads the way you did. Mm. Yeah, when you wrote it completely. But still, even with a television audience, it feels like it's it's already at that point now. If you know what I mean, it's already at the it's it's already completed. So it it lives or dies as such. Whereas it feels with stand up. There's a lot of development along the way to that, that, it's that final piece. It's completely collaborative, you know. I mean, the, the audience is, is, is a massive impact, and that's why yeah. the shows are different everywhere you yeah. go. Or it's one of the reasons why the shows are different everywhere yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, you know? You don't want. I don't want to know everything that's going to happen before I walk on stage, wherever I am. It has to be. There has to be a gulp element to it. Yeah. There has to be a feeling like you know you're on a tightrope. Um, otherwise, there's nothing to play for. Yeah. You know. So you. you and there, everybody there is in that with you. Yeah, of course. They're, they're sort of going, you know, they should be, a little bit of them should be thinking, fuck, I hope this works out, you know? Yeah. I hope this isn't a total waste of money yeah, and we yeah. have a terrible <laughs> time. That should yeah. should be going through people's minds because it's kind of part of the the chips you're bringing to the table, you know? You're yeah. all throwing in together. Let's make this thing work. Here we go. 
It's got to be in many ways then all the more nerve-wracking when putting all that time and effort into into TV or into film or into anything like that because it's there's so much and so many other people have contributed and got involved mm-hmm. before you know if it it's it sinks or swims essentially. Um, how it, you know is is that enjoyable or is that the the scary part of it the wondering if it you know if it works if it's i think it is i think the stakes t- feel that bit higher if you know what i mean what do you mean for for, for what collaborative work or for solo work for, uh, for solo work for solo yeah no it is it is part of the the, the joy the juice the fun of it the mm. madness because it is mad it's a, probably in some ways an unhealthy thing to do you're flooding yourself with adrenaline you know yeah. and um scaring the shit out of yourself yeah uh and then it this it the flip side of that is that sometimes it's just brilliant. It's just completely liberating. It's just like falling backwards yeah. and expecting to land safely, and you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, so, how do you you find on on the uh, the flip side all the uh, collaborative work? How is that from from generally originally writing stand up for your own voice, I, knowing I, where you want to go with it? Well, I wouldn't. I, I mean, you know, I haven't written with anybody else right. in years, and I wouldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, very talented as some of those people were but it's not it's not that it's just that I wouldn't enjoy that anymore acting is fine because then you're just you're it's quite it's, that's quite good fun you get yeah. to play somebody else's music which is you know uh, interesting to see if you can do it you can get it the way they want and I quite enjoyed that uh, to join in an ensemble yeah, you know it's, it's 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 a nice relief not to have to feel like you're you've got a sort everything out you know yeah yeah completely the whole thing I mean um, and then I can sort of I can sort of I've th- toyed with the idea of something like um, I love Mike Nichols and Elaine May what they did you know I thought that was great the the the, the, the dialogues they did yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I, I sort of I love that idea um, I keep thinking tinkering with that sort of uh, notion in my head of a, a man and a woman just kind of um uh Pulling at each other, stretching yeah, each other, yeah. kind of mess with each other a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, mentally. Definitely. I think that's very funny. Yeah, to me, it's very funny. Yeah, no, um, completely. Uh, I quite like to do that. I wouldn't mind co-writing that with somebody. Yeah, but then again, a lot the the beauty of a of a setup and thing like that is so much of it. It feels w- would be sitting yeah. down and having those conversations, and then obviously just structuring it. You know. B- 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 Building it and discussing it, but you well, know, they improvised a lot. Essentially, of them. yeah, they improvised a lot of them, yeah. those things. You know, they're really worthwhile if you haven't heard them. But they're some no, sketches, no, sketches. They're very funny. They're very funny. Look, you probably saw f- from the slightly blank expression on my face as you were. Well, you know, you Mike Nichols was the film director yeah. who died, and Elaine yeah, yeah, May was yeah, yeah, the screenwriter. Yeah, um, they're really, really funny. Actually, um, they're kind of of their time, some of the sixties and so on. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, something like great. that, I kind of like that Talking Heads idea, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and I'm working on, I wrote these small books, I can show you one I think here's, yeah, this, that's just a prototype, it's not. Excellent. I wrote and illustrated these small books that I'm going to sell on tour. And, yeah. Uh, so there's about half a dozen of those, and they're sort of, they're about, you know, they're anthropomorphic, they're animals, but they're not. They're, yeah. And... Um, I'm talking to some a couple of friends about possibly animating them, so so we shall yeah. we shall see. That sounds good. What, uh, what was the the motivation there? I mean, purely as a title, pig gets a quadruple bypass. What you know? <laughs> 
What, what was the appeal of them? What was the well, draw they're, 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 you know, they're, you, I mean, people often use animals when they're exaggerating characteristics of people, and that's all I was doing, really. Yeah. Um, so there's a pig and an owl, and there's a badger who's a poet, and there's a <laughs> bunch of emigres who have lunch, and so on. And um, I don't know, that's what came. Yeah. You know, that's what I had that day. There's no motivation. I wouldn't dress it up. What a wonderful life it is, right, to be able to have this of... Things that 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 I'd imagine with how many different areas you work in and have now that a lot of stuff that comes to mind you can either a, a work a this idea or you know decide uh, does this idea sit in my stand up or in in some in a book in a TV show or it's all stuff you know it's all stuff it's all stuff yeah. you're making and you just say can I can I put this on the road can I put it I definitely think that's got to be the the, the best goal i'm a big big believer in rather than thinking i'm a stand-up i have to do this thinking i want to do good stuff just all good you, stuff all you can say is i've it. got this it's 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 hot <laughs> who wants some <laughs> let's do it <laughs> do you want it in a cup or a cone <laughs> so, so i've um i had uh uh, both as, as Simon Pegg and Nick Frost on previously, um, and we spoke a lot about as Shaun of the Dead f- uh, from their perspective. Uh, how was it uh, f- uh, from yours? W- uh, was it, as you said, a kind of a, a pleasure to not to get to enjoy it, but not have the pressure of yeah, being sure. in control of everything? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I mean, taking I, your you role. Know, I'd quite happily do something like that again. That, you know, where you just step in and you play a part like I say it's, yeah. a, it's a relief not to be carrying the structure around yeah. we, we, not that I would want to give that up but it, it's nice to get away from it as well yeah yeah. the the, the balance of the two I'd imagine yeah it's great you the... get to play opposite people who are talented or good at what they're doing yeah how was it stepping into a, a, one of my f- films of last year was Calvary um, which I thought was absolutely amazing um, and y- your performance gl- uh, gl- gl- Glendon, sorry. Um, every, I thought everyone was just absolutely mind blowing in it. How was that? Because obviously there were a lot of moments of lightness and humour, but it was also a very dark and 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 moving. It was, film. It was great fun to do opposite, you know, really talented players, Brendan Deeson and um, uh, yeah, um, uh, the film was full of talented people, Dave McSavage and. Um, it's a huge ensemble cast. Yeah, which is all... a, a big cast, Aidan Gillen and so on. Lots of really, really talented people. And uh, John, the director, was and writer was good fun to work with. Um, like I say, you know, you come in, you do your bit, you play your mm. bit of the tune, and uh, and you're out. That was I was in and out for that in a week. So amazing. Yeah, it's a pleasure to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's a different thing if you're trying to make one of those things yourself. Yeah, it's yeah, a huge of course. undertaking. I'm delighted I didn't do that. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, how is it then on a, th- a thing like that where you're in and out quite quickly? Um, how is it to, uh, to then see the finished the finished piece? Do, it's great. Do you have a great understanding when you're doing your small part no. of the whole lot, or do you then get to see it and go, "Oh wow, I didn't." Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what was... it's going to look like. Yeah, and you see this thing, and it's huge, and it's cinematic, and Ireland looks great. I was very, really glad that they managed to do that. Yeah, we don't see very many cinematic films coming out of Ireland, particularly. You get a lot of these kind of intimate close-up things that are yeah. can be very effective, but you don't. There's no big screen element to them. Yeah. So, I thought it looked amazing. Um, 
Yeah, it's a revelation. It's good. It's great because then you get to see it like a punter. You know, you're yeah. watching it and oh look, wow! That's, oh, here I am. It's a bigger story than I imagined. <laughs> or you know, there it is. It's a. It's a. It's just it's a big big canvas, and it was nice yeah. to be in a you know one corner of it. Yeah. Who are growing up in Ireland? Then at what point did you come over to to London and oh, to Edinburgh? I was born in London. I was, you know, we moved back when I was two, and then I was yeah. here when I was 20, 21, 20, something like that. Twenty, I think I was. Uh, so, who who were your influences and inspirations to get into comedy to 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 do funny th- uh, stuff? Unemployment and fear were, were two <laughs> big decisive influences. Um, Powerful influences. The threat of um, starvation and um, penury <laughs> were uh, really inspiring. That's always um, good. Yeah. So if those people are looking for inspiration, <laughs> they should ask. So I direct them, direct them towards the existential dread and uh, fear of poverty. They're terrifically inspiring. Um, yeah, that was it. I mean, seriously, I, I had yeah. practical necessity. Yeah, I, I couldn't do jack shit. I didn't have any qualifications at all. I still don't. That's great. That that must have a, f- a, f- a freshness then when you're walking into something almost blind, just going, right, this is... I need to get up here and, and yeah, make people absolutely. laugh. Cause yeah, you're spoofing because your life depends upon it. Yeah. Do you, are there many comedians at the moment that you're a big fan of, or that since you've got into comedy have no, had influence I don't on watch your... A, I don't watch a huge amount of comedy. Yeah. I'm not that interested in it, to be yeah. honest, yeah. a lot of the time. I'm interested in what I'm doing because I have to do it. Yeah, completely. Because I want to do it. I laugh. I do laugh when I watch other people, you yeah. know. Um, uh but I don't spend a lot of time looking for the stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and the people who really made me laugh are the same people who made a lot of people laugh, like Richard Pryor or Eddie. Yeah. Or Stuart's very good right yeah. now. He's doing great stuff. Um, I mean, kind of all, all the names you can think of. I don't like everybody, but, you know, yeah. all the people who are out there. I, I enjoy people who make interesting choices, who make, who try and push it a bit, you know? Yeah, um, yeah of course. There's more. There's a lot more funny women around that yeah. I've noticed. You know, in the last while, there, it's like women have have moved on themselves in that they don't come on and talk about being a woman, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. I think yeah. it means you can look past all that, yeah, and uh, and you don't you don't even think about that because they're not thinking about it. I think that's a that's a real step forward. Yeah. Um. So there's really funny people out there who are women. You yeah. know, um, Susan Kalman's very funny. Uh, Sarah Kendall's very good. There's loads of loads of people. Yeah. You know, it's great. It's 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 interesting. A, a lot of people don't don't realise that when something is your job and your every day, there's not if 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 you're doing comedy most of the year, there's not a great appeal on your time off to go and watch some comedy or to take in yeah, some I, comedy. I like as much as the next person, but yeah. my own family are probably going to make me laugh more than yeah. anybody, you know, yeah, because completely. I think that's what you laugh at. You laugh at your familiars. Yeah. You know? So are you, are you, are you, you've got um, a tour coming up. Um, mm-hmm. How do you find a, a, a tour in life? Are you? Is it an, a necessity? Are you, do you enjoy it? Are you used to it? And has it changed a lot, obviously, since having, you know, a family? I to, think, yeah, 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 yeah it has. Yeah, yeah. I've, I, I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy getting around. I like being in places that I don't really know where I am and I have yeah. to ask lots of stupid questions about what's going on here. Um, I I do get a big buzz out of performing. I, you know, I definitely do because I like the transaction. I like the... 
I like figuring out. I love. I'm fascinated completely, but natu- quite naturally, by the process of trying to figure out how minds work, yeah. people's brains work. Full yeah. stop. That's just interests me yeah, yeah, almost yeah. At, at every level. You know, yeah. physically, spiritually, neurologically, whatever way you want to describe it. I'm interested in that. Yeah. And how people st- view the world, why they do it that way, what their concerns are. You know, and it occurs to me that. <clears throat> A lot of the things you talk about as a comic are the same things people would go and ask a fortune teller. Right. You know, they're going to ask, but what, what, what's good? What's going to make them laugh? What's going to agitate them? What's going to disturb them? Disrupt them? Make them make that noise? Yeah. Is what's close to them? You know, their concerns about their health and the future and their family and will they be loved? And you know, will everything be all right? These are the big human forces that are the weather yeah. cycles that are rolling around inside all of us. Yeah. You know, so. It, there's not a want of uh, interesting th- things to talk about. You know, yeah, these are the, the big moving forces in our lives. Yeah. Do you tend to um, uh, consciously consider a lot of that when structure in your set, or do you kind of just, as I said, it's the kind of natural things that would that that would be discussed or would be of interest or of humour to you? I think that's where where my 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 you know where I tend to. Uh, dwell where yeah. you know a circle all that sort of area I think that because I think that's where we do so you know like I say you know whatever my highfalutin plans might be about different diagrammatics or approaches or yeah. uh, diagnostics of how I should get into this and how I should look at this and how to open up this and analyse that it does seem to sort of instinctively come back to that sort of that's the beat you know yeah that's what you tend to stomp around and you that's the fire you're poking yeah, yeah, with a yeah, stick yeah. looking at that again and again and again why you know we're all kind of obsessional I think in the way we live our lives and what, what concerns us you know um, if somebody's worried about being in lo- unloved or if somebody's yeah. worried about being broke you know these are the things that are going to kind of dog them all their days it seems to me a lot of the time yeah, yeah of course and we all have streaks of this or that and sometimes at different strengths over the arc of your life. Yeah. It's not, you know, I almost feel like it sounds like <laughs> I'm describing some sort of shaman or witch doctor <laughs> yeah. kind of um, methodology here. It's not that. It's just that I just think that we tend to dress up our own behavior. We rationalize it a lot, a lot of the time and uh, we, we, we like to uh, pass over, glide over the animal or instinctive yeah. aspects of ourselves. Yeah. So, so how much... Um, I will with all of that. How much um, does a set tend to develop over a tour with the the reaction and interaction and the exchange with the audience and with the crowd and with yeah the the, the humans there rather than the ideas in your head or that you've slugged out previously. Um, it's funny you can go to places where you just have places that have a really strong character have a very strong yeah. identity. I sometimes feel like you get more work done there quicker because the yeah. character of the place imposes itself upon you in the same way a strong personality does. Like if yeah. you go to Glasgow, yeah, you get a definite feel of a. Oh, it's almost like a person, you know. Yeah. Or um, uh, Leeds or Sheffield. I mean, these yeah. are places that, or Manchester. These are places yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, they come to mind. They've got a very, very definite or um, sense of Cornwall. You know, um, Devon. There's different. 
I, I, when I say these names of places, they're not just place names to me. They're like people in yeah. my head, you know. A distinctive style yeah, of crowd and yeah. kind of person you're going to be performing yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because if, you know, you swap these name places with one another, somebody says New York and somebody else says, you know, uh, Idaho, you see totally different yeah. landscapes and fields from movies because you're so familiar with them. And it's the same in Britain, you know, if you get to move around, which is a privilege. Yeah. You have, uh, you have these, you build up these pretty layered um, uh, associations yeah. with different places. Do you, do you consciously adjust um, your set or performance or plans uh, with a preconception of how a crowd in a certain area will be? Or is it more the crowd adjust it themselves, essentially, in their reaction, in what they... No, I feel like I'm, I'm, I do walk on with preconceptions of places, but like I say, it's, From it tends, been there to, and tends having... to be around those places that have a very developed character. Yeah, like, yeah. I walk on with... Them. A certain feel for York or wherever it yeah, is that I am, yeah. you know. Yeah, of course. Um, have you got a preference in? Because as I said, all the a, a lot of them, other than Cornwall, you listed there as having strong, distinctive characters, were all North. And again, it is kind of known that a lot of the the, the rowdier and more engaging crowds tend to be up that way. Um, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I just I think that you know uh, it, I, I'm interested that you remark on that they're, they're all up north. I, they're, they're the ones that came to mind. Yeah. You know, um, but maybe there's something in that. Maybe there is something yeah. in that. Maybe that you know people would say in the southeast people keep their cards closer to their chest. Possibly. Yeah. I don't or even, know. Or not even a north. If we bring Cornwall in there as well, it's all just they're all. F- far away from London and maybe that is <laughs> that is a genuine how the well, character a, a and West distinction end, is built a West End crowd on a wet Tuesday night in November that can be a rough crowd yeah, I'll yeah, go that yeah, far yeah I'd guess so I'd guess so is it is it odd I mean uh, we're recording this um, in Leicester Square um, it's I find it, it it's always been weird to me that Leicester Square and this area has had su- has such a heritage comedy. in comedy clubs and the fact is a lot of them aren't there because they closed down so You'd, you'd guess that's because they weren't working. Why does does this area remain such a, a this particular a home? part of London? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be. There seems to be. It's I always know, been. It must be just West End tradition or theatre tradition, theatre land. I you guess know. So. Um, I mean, the thing, the great thing about London audiences as well is that you know they have seen everything. They have can see anything. Yeah. So they're they were great. You know, it was great as a training ground as a, yeah, to be, yeah. as a comic to go and play all the different parts of yeah. London. And they were a good test and, yeah, they and were. barometer. Yeah. I always remember seeing. I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been a, a, someone like Anthony Jeselnik a, a, a um, assuring a crowd beforehand that they probably haven't seen that much comedy. He sees a lot. He can confirm that these jokes are funny and that they work because I'm a professional. I know what I'm doing, so you know it's on you to. If you don't get it, then it's because we're out in the wilds of Shepherd's Bush or whatever. Yeah. Slightly, and maybe yeah. you need to up your game. Yeah. Um, so I mean, we touched upon it, it briefly. How how have has touring changed for you? The, the older you've got, the more you've become rooted and got a family and things like that. Has that as the experience of it changed a lot more for you. It just means you really want to get out the other side alive, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's about it, you know? I I look forward to doing it and I I look forward to going home. I don't... don't, It doesn't feel like... uh, It's not that it's... It used to feel like life and death, I suppose, in a way. And it still does to a degree because... But but only in terms of, you know... 
will this work live or die? Yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> I like my head's quite on the block yeah, in the way yeah. that it used to be. Because uh, there was a time you think, I don't know if I can do Can I do this? I had to find out. If, and then I found out that I could do it, you know? Yeah. So, but what happens is you can do it and then you want to push it. You know, you want to make it more interesting. You want to change it up. You want to go to areas that you avoided because you thought, I'm not sure I understand this or it's risky or I'm going to offend people or uh, I, I don't feel like I have a developed an angle on this or whatever it is. You want yeah. to do everything. You want to do everything possible and you want to use everything you've got. Yeah. That, that definitely kicks in because you really do find that you threshold, your boredom threshold gets really reduced yeah, so you yeah. can't you just won't put up of with course. yourself you won't put up with you can't you don't want to coast because you yeah. just drift off and crash into a lake immediately because it bores the shit out of you yeah, so completely. you really do want to use the time you've got and time really comes into its own as a as a something you value yeah in the after 20 years you really yeah. it time is i can't really speak highly of it enough you know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. precious stuff that's great that's um, so that kind of becomes the motivation I was, I was going to say it kind of feels what it's a tough one to say uh, 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 what do you prefer but what are the different um, motivations or, or benefits from playing smaller more intimate rooms to playing you know as as, as, as some of the, the bigger venues you've, you've 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 reached now in your career um, it's easy to get to a certain level as you said and coast but obviously that becomes the the last thing you want to do right but what's the difference in the kind of the difference is Is there a preference it's like in a small room it's like you're wrestling with somebody right yeah so it's you it's intimate it's close up you can feel each other moment by moment yeah with a good with a high degree of accuracy yeah in a big room it's like somebody's tied to a wall and you're at the other end of the room and you run at them and you punch (laughs) them or kick them (laughs) <laughs> and you've got they can see you coming for longer yep. and you can feel yourself going towards them for longer and you know it's going to happen but you've got to land it just right yeah. for them to go ah yeah <laughs> that's the difference that's perfect and 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 how does it become as as well you said with a, a London crowds they've seen everything obviously meaning a wide variation of stuff but how has it been for you as a stand-up since the kind of dawn of of youtube and the internet and everything kind of jokes potentially being spoiled in advance well you could worry about that yeah or you could choose not to yeah i choose not to it's as simple as that i don't really give a fuck because you know it's just another thing to worry about yeah and my inbox is already very full thank (laughs) you i don't give a shit and the other thing i did think about the filming thing was i used to get annoyed and go stop filming it you know be here because it because it was generally one person yeah two people types what are you doing because it was new then right this is a few years ago it's not new now that's for sure i'm still amazed that an adult human being a few feet from me will hold a phone in front of their own face yeah never mind mine yeah and pointed at me so that they are not having the experience yeah and i'm certainly not having the experience of talking to them because they're interposing this slab of technology to protect themselves it's bizarre it is bizarre but then I did think, well, you know what? So what? What if what if lots of people do it? And I think more people will do it. Maybe I should just say, okay, do all of you film it? Send me the footage. We'll cut it. Yeah. We'll make it the DVD, and then we'll sell it back to you. How's that? Yeah. Because we'll make a proper job of it. You don't know what you're doing, you clowns. <laughs> That's perfect. You get a good audio recording, yeah, and, and you're exactly. absolutely covered. It's a bizarre thing that nature of um, or the feeling of I need to record this to remember this experience. When in essence, in, in doing so, you're never experiencing but that experience. But in a way, that makes sense because you're taking away the actual. That's precisely it. But that that makes sense if you think about it, because a lot of things you see, a lot of things that are offered up to you, are actually a contract 
to get you out of experiencing anything. Yeah. A lot of what offers itself as entertainment or whatever is 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 something designed specifically for you not to feel anything. And a lot of people want that. Yeah. That's why there's such a thing as uh, you know lots of television programs on on Sunday nights, for yeah. example. Yeah. Or. Uh, or a lot of plays in the West End. People, or films, or whatever, or music, lift yeah. music. People want art that's not art. People yeah. want entertainment that's not entertainment, and lots of people want to make it as well. Yeah. So that everybody can join in the vast conspiracy of nobody feeling anything. Yeah, I think there is. I think it's a crazy thing that it's become um, all the more evident now that as a, as a, as a, as a race, um, we've, we've become really uncomfortable with having a moment to yeah. think if you get somewhere early you're panickingly on your phone to look at yeah. anything to stop anything. you actually having to stand and think alone time for a second scarier than petrifying ever. right yeah yeah it is and i'm what's that's another thing i do want to do in the show and i do talk about it in the show is how alone you are no matter how many phones christmas trees computers parties trumpets whatever it is you surround, yeah. surround yourself with you are a hot flea in the dark yeah perfect that sounds a wonderful well um we I will get on to where people can 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 find out about the tour. Obviously, I'm going to have the dates again at the end. Um, but what else is is in the plan in the in in the long run? Have you got more projects you're working on, or Ryan? Or is it still the same? I'm, I'm writing just going these, to do stuff. I, I, I do stuff. <laughs> do stuff large kind of, I'm in the stuff mines with my stuff shovel. Yeah, putting like it into a stuff you, cart. To get away from um, a lot of doing nothing, your solution was to do a lot of something. Yeah, but but, but, but equally, non-specific. <laughs> I will. Uh, when well, there will come a time when I've had enough of that as well, and I plan to do lots of nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's always good. Yeah. To, to have, have the balance Absolutely. between the two. Yeah. So, is there is there more you're going to be doing with the books? I'm going or to do is more, there more TV, books, film, these, stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do more of these books for sure. I'm, I'm, um, uh, I'm, I'll probably do some of those. Write some of those on the road when I'm out there as well, fixing the show. And um, and then and then and then I'll take time off and I'll draw the pictures that'll go with them because I find that if I try and do that if I write try and write and draw at the same time I did notice that um, I uh, I want to uh, kill myself right right so I'm not going to do that anymore because it, it really did That's make fair. me want to rip off my own head and post it somewhere far away it's, it's separate them yeah they need to be kept surely. apart yeah. You, otherwise they're going to compromise the otherwise you'll draw one well and think that that excuse is a yeah, poorly written or, part or, or vice versa or I will just have banged my head off something heavy or sharp either or either or anything. unpreferred yeah. um, okay well that's great well, where can uh, people get keep up to date on everything um, I don't know no idea just I, I mean know. there's a wonderful thing called Google the internet, which they can put the internet, your name into the internet I tell you what it's going to be huge the internet it's, it, I mean prediction. it seems accessible yep. to say the least and it has a lot of information on if there if you um, know somebody who has a computer you're sorted yeah, yeah that's perfect I, I'm, 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 I'm always a fan of, of that thing and I'm always uncomfortable when people have to reel off a list of Twitters, Facebooks and everything else when in reality the quickest if if they want to know about the books they just search your name and books and yeah. when there's some news on it exactly. it will, it will surface yeah. if they want to know about the tour enter your name That's and tour right magically information will that's all you need will, to do. it's all uploaded to google regularly you've got a team that upload all the important information regularly yeah, to google that's it and then and then you know then you'll be sick of it and you won't want to hear about it anymore exactly well perfect thank you very much for coming along it's been good to chat thank you very much cheers
You've been listening to Scrooge's Picks, the Scratched Pieces. There we go. That was the wonderful Dylan Moran. I tapped, I tapped that out, as I said. Um, thank you for tuning in. As promised, I want to have a quick talk at the end here because people ask me about my stutter a lot. And, you know, I'm doing a podcast and I've got a stutter, which is quite an unusual thing. Um, I'm going to explain. I'll start at the beginning. I got my stutter. I had a traumatic experience as a child. At the age of uh, four or five, I was on holiday in France and almost drowned. Um they say for my kind of stutter you tend that that tends to be there tends to be a traumatic experience at the root of it um so yeah i got my stutter i've kind of always always had it growing up a lot of people find it odd that i chose to go into something you know the podcast is speaking obviously my music and rapping is and spoken word is speaking um so, so yeah but i feel I genuinely, this is going to sound crazy, but I genuinely feel that my stutter has has benefited me and helped me um, in my career path because it's really interesting. Again, I find it fascinating as we just discussed it on the on 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 the show at the start. I I'm not sh- shy about it. I find it intriguing because I don't understand it at all, and it's mine. Um, I'd yeah, I'd find myself an, a number. One, I think it gave me a good ability to have two trains of thought at the same time. So in sound check, like Dan Lassac always, I used to laugh at this because I'll be, I'll, I'll be sound checking a song and doing my vocal, but at the same time I'll be writing a text and texting someone to say, oh, we need to go and sort this or do that. Um, I genuinely think that and my half-decent vocabulary came from the fact that as a kid, as a kind of survival tactic, if anything, I'd be thinking a word or two ahead in my sentence. I know I've, I've said a lot of this, but um, I'd be thinking a good few words ahead and knowing that there's a word coming up that I'm going to st- stutter on. I'm stuttering there. And I'd be thinking of words I can replace that with. Um, and I genuinely think that really widened my vocabulary. Um, I guess also it could be why... Um, sorry, just because I've... I'm, as a kid, I wasn't a big reader, and people hear my spoken word stuff and assume of, of you know, I'm a huge a, a reader and had an amazing education. So much of it, I think, was that kind of survival tactic. I needed to know more words and know more ver- variations of words to use the ones I don't stutter on. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird, and also maybe you know, I don't get that nervous on stage. I don't get get nervous before I go out there and part of that could be from having to overcome kind of always having to be nervous every conversation being essentially a performance of some sort because I'm aware I could fuck up and it's a weird thing man because obviously there are far more serious things to have wrong but people do dismiss things like stutters a little bit but in reality I've never known what it feels like to have complete freedom over what you say. And throughout history, people have died for freedom of speech, obviously. But that's something in a literal term I and others with a stutter have never had. Um, you know, I literally, there's certain things I just can't say. And this new uh, tactic, as I mentioned on the podcast, of tapping things out, which I learned uh, from a guy at a, f- a far worse stutter than me, it's really good and I think it's um it's just a case of it's 
distracting you in some way and distracting your brain maybe that's why like when I rap and things like that it's you know there's other things you're worrying about so it's a distraction but I don't know I think it's kind of kind of weird and kind of fascinating so just wanted to talk a little bit about that with you um but I'll stop rambling now and go on to the next distraction pieces podcast um it's this week yeah after last week's so basically last week we had Frank Turner and, and and Billy Bragg and it was hugely excited and we decided right let's try and go for a bit of March Madness and we're going to attempt in March to have two podcasts a week for the whole of March which is crazy so coming up we've got um so after this next one we've got a Wes Borland and Rob DeBank and hopefully um Raul Reynolds from Shikari maybe Jamal Edwards Sarah Pascal there's a load of people I'm trying to get lined up and talking to and we're going to try and do two a week but the the second one this week is going to be one of just me <laughs> which doesn't sound very appealing but but basically I had a lot of people asking if I would be interviewed on the podcast or get someone in to interview me and I decided that's kind of shit because <laughs> if, if, if I'm, I'm getting someone in I want to talk to them about them so I instead did a Facebook post and got all you guys to ask me questions and then for a podcast, I've sat down, I've recorded it just before I did this intro. Um, I've sat down and answered a load of your questions. Turns out there was a lot more questions than I expected and it took a lot longer. So I've split it into two. So this week, we've got part one of the Scroobius Pip on his own, Ask Me Anything one. And at some point at another time, there will be part two. I've recorded them both, but we don't know when we're going to do it. What I would suggest the best way to not miss it would be to subscribe and click automatic download and then automatically it will just come up on your phone and it will say you got you got a new podcast to listen to dude so yeah check that out um if you've enjoyed this one i would i recommend going back and listening to maybe the Stuart lee one the rufus hound one the josie long one there's been some good comedians on a, a russell brand simon Pegg, nick frost um yeah there's some good people to go back and check out so please do that um and until next week when it'll just be me on no until later on this week when it'll just be me on my own this has been the distraction pieces podcast and i thank you very much for tuning in see you in a bit Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.